Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. We started a lesson last week talking about identifying and understanding the covenants. Uh, and uh, most, um, uh, if you look this up with a lot of a lot of pe- people writing about them they uh, they uh, talk about seven uh different covenants um but there is to me they they include uh the first one that we talked about was the Eden covenant that the covenant that was made in the garden of Eden uh and uh, Adam was the agent of that covenant. Uh, he's the one that God um, talked to and made that a uh, covenant with. And if you recall, a covenant is an agreement. And um, some people want to add uh, uh, an Adam covenant after that, but when you read the scriptures that we uh, uh, brought out last week, uh, the what some people call the Adamic covenant uh, is is basically the same same covenant uh, as the uh, uh, the the one in the Garden of Eden, uh, and we talked uh, about how that last week how God moves in in covenants, and that He does not do anything outside a, co- a covenant. Amen. Uh, you want to, uh, I, I have a lot, I've had a lot of people ask me down through the years, uh, saying, you know, I don't understand. There have been many times I've failed the Lord and I've done things wrong. And, uh, uh why, uh, uh, hadn't God, uh, yanked the Holy Ghost away from me or went away from me, whatever. It's because that you are in a covenant with God. And in that covenant, God has promised to stay faithful to you during the times you are not faithful to Him. Amen. God says, I cannot back up on my word. Hallelujah. See, it's, it's, it's all wrapped around the grace of God and His mercy. Amen. And... Uh, that is so powerful and so so beautiful and uh, and I ended last week talking about that many people uh, in the Pentecostal circles get the wrong impression about about the Holy Ghost uh, and this is what I ended up with last week. You remember I said the new birth is a covenant that you enter in with God. Somebody does not have to beg God or to bargain with God or plead with God to give them the Holy Ghost if they have repented, truly repented, and been baptized in water in Jesus' name. Because God made a covenant in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. If you repent of your sins and baptized in water for the remission of your sins, ye shall. That's a covenant agreement. Hallelujah. It's a covenant agreement. Amen. And 
we make it harder than what we uh, it should be sometimes. Amen. All we got to do is receive it. That's all we have to do is receive it. One reason why some people don't receive it, they uh, you know they think they think the Holy Ghost itself is going to be one doing the talking. Now you're going to be the one doing the talking. The Holy Ghost allows you to do the talking, but it ain't the Holy Ghost that does the talking. It's your tongue going. God said, with stammering lips and other tongue, would He speak with people? You know, a lot of people when they seek for the Holy Ghost, they wait for the Holy Ghost to start talking. You know, you get, you're going to be the one doing the talking, but the Holy Ghost. Uh, enables you to do that, amen, gives you that, uh, that authority, amen, and uh, <clears throat> we're going to move on tonight um, to the, uh, the next covenant I want to talk about is uh, the Noahic covenant, the Noahic covenant, uh, this is the covenant that God made uh, with, uh, uh, with Noah, uh, it's uh, a covenant that was made between God and Noah following the, uh, uh, Noah and his family and the animals from, uh, from the ark. And um, let's look at um, uh, Genesis uh, 9 and 11. Gen okay. This is what God says. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Amen. Next <laughs> scripture. And God said, this is the token of the covenant. Now, let me stop right there. I told you every covenant has an agent. If you'll remember from last week. Uh, and Adam was the agent uh, of, of the covenant made in Eden. Um, and uh, Noah is the agent here uh, that God when God talked to Noah and uh, the covenant that was made, and then God put also, if you notice in this verse, a token of the covenant, a token, a sign, a symbol, something uh, to, uh, uh, to, to let you know, hey, uh, I've, I've come in agreement with you. Now, Let's, let's remember, even though God talked to Adam in the, uh, in, in the Garden of Eden, and part of that covenant was the authority uh, and dominion that he had, uh, that man had on the earth, God spoke uh, to Adam as that agent, but yet it, it passed from Adam to all men. Amen. We were supposed to be to have dominion and walk in authority. And Adam throw, throw that all away. And it's through Christ that we regain that. Hallelujah. But now, God talked to Noah, made a covenant with him, but even though he was the agent, 
it wasn't just for Noah, but it was for all mankind that flowed after him. He said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual what is a perpetual? What's that mean? All right. Generations. Before we, before we puts up the next verse there, what, what was that token? It was a rainbow. I seen one this afternoon. I seen one this afternoon. Go ahead, put the next verse up. I do set my bow in the cloud. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I, when, I, when I read that, it don't make me too, feel too bad because of my memory. You know, they, they say, you know, you tie a string around your finger to uh, so you remind. Kind of looked like God uh, tied a bow around his. <laughs> a rainbow. He said, I'm setting, I'm setting up something here so that I can remember. Not just mankind, but God says, so I can remember. <coughs> Let that sink in. He said, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Wow. And the bowl shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Hallelujah. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me, between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. All right. So, this covenant here is brought out very plain. And the, the, the uh, uh, now I told you last week some covenants were conditional, others were unconditional. You remember that from last week? I told you the covenant that God made, Adam. But that, that covenant, the first covenant, was conditional. What made it conditional? Yeah, but uh, there, was some, there was a responsibility that they had. Right. That was the condition. You, you can eat the fruit of the garden, everything in the garden, except the fruit of the tree of good and evil. 
you don't, you don't eat from that tree. He said, the day you eat of it, you're going to die. That was a conditional covenant. There were some conditions that had to be followed for that covenant to stay in place for God to keep uh, uh, the covenant that, that he made. This covenant, we don't find no conditions there. Even, even though man will sin and, uh, and do things against God like they did before the flood, God said, I will no more destroy all flesh with a flood. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. But we know, we know sometime on later down the road, it will be destroyed again, but how is it going to be destroyed? By fire. By fire. So the covenant that God made with Noah about not uh, uh, sending a flood over the whole earth to destroy everybody and all else again, it's, it was an unconditional covenant. Uh, Noah didn't have no responsibility uh, in that because God said, I'm making you this promise. I'm making this agreement with you. Uh, and uh, the whole earth again. And been many of bad floods, but all floods since then has always been, been localized. Uh, never has been one again to cover the whole earth. And the rainbow is put there so God and man both can remember uh, the promise that was made. Amen. And uh, let me let me say this uh, before I, I move on. Um, before the flood, all man, all everybody, everybody that lived on the earth was all vegetarians. There was no meat eaten before the flood, and. Uh, God said, you got all the fruit and everything. And, and let, me, let me say this. In the garden, uh, Adam didn't just lay back under a shade tree uh, and sip on uh, coconut milk all day long. But he had, he, had a work, he had work to do. God, the Bible said, God put him in the garden. He says, I want you to tend the garden. Amen. I want you to take care of it. Amen. Uh, when, you, if, when you make it to heaven, if you make it, you're not going to be laid out on a cloud all day and not have to do nothing. I believe, I believe that heaven, once, once the, the city sets down on the new earth, I believe it's going to be a restoration, like the Bible talks about restoration of all things. Uh, it's going to be the way God intended the earth to be uh, before man came along and messed things up. Uh, and uh, after the flood, after the flood, God gave man the uh, uh, the authority to uh, to eat meat. Uh, somebody says. Um, 
that wonder how in the world that Noah got all was able to get all them animals to follow him and all that stuff. At that time, animals didn't have no fear of man because animals of no kind were killed by, uh, by man to eat. There was no there was no fear of no kind uh, in man or in animal. Uh, I mean, it was it was a paradise. Look in the scripture where the Bible talks about the the uh, uh, the kingdom that's going to be set up on this earth, that thousand-year kingdom, millennium kingdom. Uh, the Bible says a baby can sit and put his hand on a viper's nest and not be harmed. See, that's the way it was in the Garden of Eden before Adam sinned. My Lord, you know, when, when we disobey God, man, there's a lot of stuff that's messed up. We mess a lot of stuff up. And Adam put that on, uh, uh, on all of us. So, uh, this covenant made by Noah, uh, God said he's going to establish that covenant with you. And he says, never again shall all flesh be cut off by flood of water. And uh, that being an unconditional covenant. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next one and I know I won't be able to finish it by looking at the time but <coughs> I want to get you acquainted with the next covenant which is the uh, Abrahamic covenant Abrahamic covenant um, this covenant uh, God made with Abraham and uh, he promised uh, his God's blessing was upon Abraham to make his, his name great and to make his uh, uh, those his, his children and uh, to become a great nation uh, let him put up Genesis 12 uh, 1 and 2 okay now when God uh, first called Abraham, his name was Abram. It wasn't Abraham, it was Abram. And he lived in a place called Ur of the Chaldeans. And if you got Bible maps in the, in the back of your Bible and look that up, you'll find that Ur was right in the heart of what is today all that Islamic stuff. And everybody there, including <coughs> Abraham's father, worshipped false gods. They all worship false gods. There's nobody there, nobody there who worship the one true God. And God appeared unto Abraham. And this talks about uh, the, uh, reminds us of the sovereignty of God. Abraham hadn't, done any, anything special. He hadn't done anything special. 
But yet God in his sovereignty looked down and called Abraham out. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. Now, he, he, he calls Abraham. Abraham wasn't a righteous man. He wasn't a man that worshiped God. He didn't know God before that time. But God chose him. He was predestined by God from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. You know, there, there's some deep things about this that really mess up some people's mind, and it gets them hard uh, sometimes to understand. Um, and I remember years ago when I just started out and going around preaching revivals, tent revivals, uh, I made... I'm, uh, I made several mistakes, and I, I mean, I still make mistakes. But one of, the, one of the mistakes was when we were preaching in tent revivals, we'd tell people, let's come to God, come to the altar, repent, get baptized in Jesus' name, so your name can be written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. But I'm going to tell you, if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it was not written the night or the day that you repented. It was not written the night or the day you was baptized in Jesus' name. It was not written the day or the night that you got filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible said the names that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life have been put there since the foundation of the world. Grasp that if you can. Get a hold of that if you can. God says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Exactly. Some people say, how can that be? Because there's something else that God has that we don't have, and that's called the foreknowledge of God. Amen. Now, we're getting, we're getting in some good, deep stuff right now. We're chewing on some meat. We don't. We don't put the uh, uh, the milk down. We're chewing on some meat. Amen. The foreknowledge of God. God put my name and your name in the book of life before the foundation of the world. God knew what He was going to do, and He was able to look down through the eons of time. And he knew exactly every man and every woman that was going to accept him and believe him and receive salvation. And he put their names in it before the foundation of the world. Woo! Hallelujah. God, before the world was made, Sister Tina, God looked down through time. He saw you sitting in here this night. See? That's why one Bible writer says God's ways are past finding out. Don't try to figure out God and his power and, and man, what he's... I mean, the Bible said he knows the end from the beginning. That's why he calls him the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega. He is the A and Z and all the letters in between. 
Hallelujah. Amen. That's how come God never has a plan B. They don't need a plan B. God does not have a plan B. Amen. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows what you're going to think before you think it. He knows what you're going to speak before you speak it. So he looked down through the ends of time, and I was, I was watching a, some videos that's posted uh, through our website uh, that you can go on uh, to YouTube and see uh, and see some things. And uh, I was going through there the other day looking at some stuff, and while we was over at FAC on one Sunday afternoon, I seen Sister Wanda that Sunday afternoon. She was baptized. And you can go on there and click click on that and see her, her being baptized. Saw several baptisms. Uh, and God looked down through the eons of time long before she was ever thought of, and God knew that was going to happen. Her name was written in the book of life before she was ever born. My, my. Same, same thing, God knew the heart of Abraham. He knew that he could trust him. Hallelujah. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and to a land that I will show thee. Hallelujah. And I will make of thee a great nation. Here is the promise of the covenant. Abraham is the agent of this covenant. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And Abraham had never done nothing to please God up to that time. Think about that. He looked down and he called him out of this uh, heathen place. God said, I, I, I'm going to bless you, but you've got to come out from where you've been before this can take place. Come on. He said, you've got to leave your country, you've got to leave your kindred and your family. Now, Abraham obeyed God almost. Almost. You said it. It was against the will of God for Abraham to take his nephew, who was Lot. Because go back to that, uh, uh, go back to that uh, uh, 12 and 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. He said, I want you to leave your kinfolk. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people still today, their kinfolk and their family gets in between them and God. Hallelujah. That old saying goes about blood being thicker than water. You know, blood's also sometimes thicker than the will of God. We want to, we, we want to be... We want to be more true to our family than we do our God. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. He told him, he says, you've got to get out. I want you to leave your country, your kindred. You leave all of that stuff. Your father's house. Now, you know, I'm not... Uh, 
Lot, his dad had passed away. And uh, I guess Abraham had been his nephew. He said, well, you know him. I, I, I kind of I feel a little responsibility towards him. I'm going to tell you something. That's why Jesus said in the New Testament, you cannot be my disciple if you don't hate your mama, hate your daddy, hate your sons and your daughters. Woo, my Lord, ain't, ain't it getting tight now? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, that, that, that's a good thing for young Lot. Abraham felt an obligation there. But I'm going to tell you something. When God, when God tells you to do something, he expects 100%. Amen. 100%. Um, I'm going to stop right there. We're going to pick up next week. Uh, basically, we talked about uh, the Noah's Noah covenant tonight. Anybody got any comments or questions about that? Talked about before. We did. Yes, brother. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.